I don't believe that we should ever have good money again before we take the thing out of the hands of government. Welcome back, everyone. It is the weekend edition of Simply Bitcoin. We break down the news, the daily fail, meme review, software releases, hardware releases, and the websites by plebs. We are diving into the numbers. Let's do it, Nico. Number time. Brought to you by Bitcoin 2022. It's going to be April 6th to the 9th. It's coming up. Get your tickets quickly before the price goes up. New speaker just announced Jordan Peterson, Adam Back, Jack Mahlers, Naeem Bukele, Michael Saylor. Absolutely bonkers. You can take advantage of the link down below for 10% off your tickets to Bitcoin 2022. At the time of this recording, the block height is 724,917. The Bitcoin price, 38,865. Chain rewrite days, 689. Total public lightning capacity, 3,439.91. Moscow time, 2573. Blocks to the happening, 115,083, and the Samurai Whirlpool unspent capacity, 4,360.24 Bitcoin Samurai Whirlpool is a coin join or collaborative spend service. Nico, weekend edition numbers. Weekend edition numbers, bro. It, right? Dude, I, look, it, the, did you see? It was absolutely hilarious. You, you saw the gold bugs like cheering because... Bitcoin dipped and gold rose. And then oh. literally a couple hours later, it was gold that dipped and Bitcoin uh, rose again. But I, dude, I, and the reason I'm bringing this up is because, you know, we're going or we're, we're living through, in my opinion, right? You know, a, a country hasn't been invaded by another country in, a, in quite a bit of time, right? And the fact that build that Bitcoin is holding these prices with all the uncertainty going on in the world right now i think really highlights the strength of the network and not only that right the hash rate also right uh making an all-time high um and again you know less than a year ago was when the chinese communist party banned bitcoin within its territory so dude again you know i think it's really easy to get lost in the numbers you know in the everyday you know, valleys and peaks, but dude, I'm, I'm very, very bullish, uh, just cause Bitcoin, dude, it really, it really proved its resilience, at least to me, of course, that's a personal opinion. Anyways, Phil, right on cue. Ah, yesterday I said that they were going to use, I said that the conflict in Ukraine <laughs> was not a danger to Bitcoin. However, I did say that the establishment was going and and the propaganda arm of the establishment was going to use the conflict uh, in UK in Ukraine as an excuse to attack Bitcoin. It was the New York Times, the New York Post, and CNN all released articles around the same time that said uh, essentially the Russians, those 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 scary dirty Russians, are going to uh, use Bitcoin to go around sanctions right and right on cue you have the vampire christine lagarde head of the european central bank and she's a convicted felon i might add uh she is urging haste on crypto regulation and wake of russian sanctions the European union union should move quick quickly to approve cryptocurrency regulation that prevents russia from evading sanctions after invading ukraine 
There, there are always criminal ways to try to circumvent a prohibition, which is why it's so critically important that MICA is pushed through as quickly as possible. So we have a regulatory framework. Um, and here is a group of six member states, including Germany, Italy, Spain, also want to include cryptocurrencies under the supervision of the new EU authority for the anti-money laundering. Now, a couple points here, right? Russia hasn't been taken off the SWIFT system. Why? Because Europe would go cold because they're buying natural gas from Russia. But of course, don't pay attention here. Pay attention to the dirty, dirty, shadowy super coders and their currency of, co of choice, Bitcoin. You must be paying attention to that. Um, but yeah, dude, it's what I told you yesterday. They're, these people are not going to let a crisis go to waste. They're, they're using this. They're using this new narrative as a way to attack Bitcoin. Now, I think governments and these central bank people that really own these governments, they're going to have a really rude awakening when they find out, yeah, you could possibly regulate. I know, not possibly. You could regulate the on and, on and off ramps. We know that's for sure. But you can't regulate Bitcoin. Once people are in the Bitcoin ecosystem, your rules do not apply here, right? And uh, they're going to have to swallow it. Right. And I, I think that they haven't come to terms with that. I, don't, I think that they haven't fully appreciated that because the way that Christine Lagarde has been talking about Bitcoin, calling an escape valve and the way that she's, you know, right here, she gets all giddy and excited, you know, regulate them. I think that's how banks have been used to essentially stifling and destroying competition. Right. It's by by uh, by constructing this huge regulatory moat around them. And the regulate the companies to death. They did that to PayPal in the early 2000s, right? But they can't do that to Bitcoin. But they're trying to. And it's just funny, right? Like, it's funny. It's like, why can't we kill this thing? This thing won't go away. Um, so it's, it's funny to see the reactions. This means they're winning. The flank is heaviest over the target. So, yeah, man, this is bullish. But again, I suspect, especially if things in, in the Ukraine uh, escalate, um, they're going to keep doubling down on this because it's it's such a juicy attack vector. Those those dirty, angry Russians, you know, they're going to use Bitcoin. Forget about the banking system and how corrupt it is. No, forget about that. They're going to use Bitcoin specifically to skirt tail these these sanctions. Those those dirty, evil Russians. That's what they're going to do. Like, it's just so it's comical, bro. It's comical. Phil, I am looking forward to the day when they've see, because look, let's be honest, right? What's going to happen from this crypto regulation? Right. They're going to they're going to destroy all the shit coins. Right. And they're going to be left with just Bitcoin. And they're going to sit there wondering why all of this regulation, all of this money that they've wasted, uh, printed and wasted. Why hasn't it stopped Bitcoin? <laughs> they just don't get it. Don't and it's just it. so funny. And it's hilarious because she's a convicted felon. It's even funnier because we had Ron Paul here with the KYCAML stuff. And we show that all these regulations, all they're doing is wasting our money and our time pretending they are LARPing. They are they're essentially they're LARPing about what they uh, about what they do for a living and LARPing is live action role playing for the people that don't know. And that's exactly what they do. These people wake up every morning, they put on an outfit and they LARP all day long. <laughs> it's just hilarious. <laughs> Anyways, good luck to them. Right. Good luck to Christine Lagarde. Uh, the other piece I wanted to say was to your point, Russia hasn't been taken off the SWIFT system and we all know why. Right. We all know that it has to do with the energy. So um, why are they blaming Bitcoin again? <laughs> 
What? Why? Why do we need this regulation? It, this is it's comical. Did it, I call it? Did I call it or did I call it, bro? I called it. I saw, dude. We read that in the New York Times article. Somehow this has to do with Russia. If you buy Bitcoin, you're funding nuclear weapons in North Korea. Like, dude, it's like when I saw that, I was like, oh Jesus Lord, I know what they're gonna do. And did, right on cue, the next day, Christine Lagarde, you gotta regulate. Bitcoin and shitcoins because the angry Russians are going to use it. Like, come on, dude. Did Russia even threaten to use Bitcoin? No. No. They, I, I don't even think they mentioned it. It's in, funny. In, in this context, in like, any way, shape, or form. If they want to stop Russia, perhaps maybe these ESG and environmental policies that shut down all the nuclear power plants and made Germany and a lot of Europe reliant on Russia, perhaps. But it's like it, it never they can never work on themselves. It's never an introspective thing. It's always looking out and it's like, that must be regulated. That must be controlled. This is the first time these bankers, these bureaucrats have ever had competition. They're getting competition from a better money. And instead of competing and making their money better, they're trying to just kill it. They're trying to use coercion to be like, don't look over there, guy. Bitcoin is evil. Bitcoin is bad for the environment. But here's the thing. I think that this works in the short term, Phil, but I think over time, it, it, it's not going to work. This propaganda only works so well, but if the honey badger keeps living, if every 10 minutes a block keeps being found, the fact that that's happening, it's just one big middle finger to these parasites, bro. And eventually, you know, the rubber hits the road and, you know, they're going to have to do something, right? But just watching them squeamish and trying to use coercion to try to get their way is absolutely hilarious but anyways it's time for the daily fail <laughs> brought to you by amber app check them out amber.app it's bitcoin made easy the easiest way to buy bitcoin they've got smart automation low fees fair spreads a stacking app by actual bitcoiners the link is down below amber the smart way to stack sets all right i'm just going to preface this fail with both of the fails that we're doing with they're going to be cringe af I apologize. Let's dive into it. The first one, no big story. Just wanted to make everybody cringe. This was shared with us by Toxicat, who's actually going to come and join us on the show, fellow Bitcoiner. And uh, yeah, apparently, uh, apparently, if you're an NFT scammer and you're looking for some love, check this out. The Lonely Ape Dating Club, an exclusive dating app for the uh, BAYC owners. Meet like-minded DGENs from your favorite Web3 community. And I always love how... You notice how, like, in the last six months, every single one of these shitcoiners puts Web3 in everything? It's, it's, it's like the propaganda machine that Nico was just talking about. If they say it enough times, eventually, everyone will just assume it's real. This is not Web3. They just keep writing the word Web3. Anyways... Moving on to the meat of our fail. That's right, there's nothing to this. This is just garbage. <laughs> Anyways, moving on to the meat of our fail. Never let an opportunity go unused, right? As Nico indicated even in the previous segment. Well, guess what? There's always a shitcoin ready to take advantage of a situation. What am I talking about? Decentralized data storage solution AR Weave archives millions of documents from Ukraine. That's right. Enabling trust-minimized and censorship-resistant data storage, AR Weave is generating a permanent record of the events in the country. So here we go, shitcoining to the rescue, right? 
We're going to dive into this, though. It's, it's pretty entertaining. Community-owned and operated AR Weave is archiving millions of documents from, UK, from Ukraine, generating immutable historical records of what is currently happening in the invaded country. AR Weave stores its data in sets of blocks that are linking to multiple previous blocks from the network, forming a structure called Block Weave. Very clever. It's not a blockchain, it's a, it's a block weave. Anyways, with over 900 nodes in operation, the decentralized data storage solution is leveraging more than censorship resistance. That's right, people. There is more than governments not being able to stop you from, from feeding your family and clothing yourselves. There's more than that. As the network's economic mechanism ensures permanence by backing data with sustainable and perpetual endowments. So far, the AR Weave community has archived over 5 million documents from Ukraine. Sam Williams recently wrote on Twitter, extending his heart to those affected by the conflict. According to the Airweave founder and CEO, the Blockweave structure enables the network to enforce miners provide a proof of access. That's right, POA. All right, we're going to wrap the article up and then we're going to dive into this AR weave crap. Once included in the network, stored files are easily accessible from anywhere in the world at any time with nobody, including their original uploader, able to alter them in any way forever. Hmm. As long as you buy right. a token. <laughs> hold on, hold on. We're going to, yeah, let's, let, 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 before we move on, right? Let's take a look, right? We've got the AR weave founder and CEO. So there's a central point of failure. That means we're talking about a corporation. But up here, they're talking about decentralized data storage. Mm, I, don't, I don't know if I buy that. Okay, let's move on. We're going to go to App Deal. We're going to take a look at the backers of AR Weave. No surprise here. We've got A16Z, Multicoin Capital, Coinbase Ventures. There's no shock here. All right, let's continue on. We're going to dive into what is AR Weave. AR Weave is a protocol that allows you to store data permanently, sustainably with a single upfront fee. Let's hold that thought for a second. Here, we're going to go take a look at their faucet. Store data on the permaweb for free. You first need, and this is where I learned about the shitcoin. You first need some AR Weave tokens, which we'd like to send you for free together with a wallet. And then, of course, because let's be honest, right? You're buying these or you're getting these tokens for free to then pay to permanently put data uh, into this blockchain, which is owned uh, by a company, the AR Weave company that does have a CEO and founder. There's really nothing else you can do with it, but they've added some functionality. There is profit sharing tokens. That's right. Profit sharing tokens, PSTs, are a simple mechanism built using SmartWave that shares the proceeds of any revenue stream on the PermaWeb. A revenue stream can be anything from a PermaWeb app or a website to attention rewards from a meme. By minting a profit sharing token for a revenue stream, users and developers are able to trade proportions of future profit from the assets by trading the profit sharing token itself. I, don't, I have no idea what I just said to you. No clue. This is completely ridiculous nonsense. Anyways, let's continue on here. Last but not least, they said that it's decentralized, can't be stopped, it's immutable. Okay, so here we go. 
<laughs> the picture says it all. Here you go. Here's your decentralization. Apparently, 90% of the nodes plus are all in China. Okay? So, let's see here. Backed by A16Z, all the nodes in China, and all this immutable data from Ukraine being stored and saved, right, during this terrible time. Okay, so look, I'm just going to say it. I see them... Uh, as seeing this as a marketing opportunity for their shitcoin, and they took it, and it's cringe as fuck, and it's embarrassing, and that's why I didn't dive into all the technicals about it, and I just wanted to show everyone the overview of this total shit show. Anyways, Nico, <laughs> AR Weave, Dude, they're helping Ukraine, bud. Listen, you got to give it to the shitcoins and their use of very good names. Okay, uh, they continued on that pattern. Um, and again, just like the transhumanist, just like the kid token, uh, dude, they really like they like these shit coins, dude, like they never, they never, never miss an opportunity to capitalize on a trend. OK, it just happens that this trend happens to be about this terrible <laughs> war happening in Ukraine. Doesn't matter. That's an opportunity to outweave. Uh, but yeah, look, again, like all shit coins, dude, they try to sell you on the tech. But once you do a little bit of digging, right, once you find out what's behind the curtain, right, you realize you realize that, you know, it's it's centralized garbage. Right. So, you know, this shit coin is no different. It, it just they happen to be telling you that, you know, somehow you need this storage solution that you need a token for to buy and use which is not really a, 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 a safe storage solution it's just a bunch of fucking garbage bro it's just garbage and garbage and garbage garbage piled on top of garbage piled on top of each other and look all the shit coins are like this okay if you look behind the curtain that is what you'll find okay just garbage and most likely next to that garbage you're gonna find a 16z right next to it right it's garbage and a16z they had a baby and that is your shitcoin. anyways phil i yeah i just wanted to point out uh to what you were saying they always need use cases right like for some reason the token like if it actually was worthwhile which it's not they wouldn't need to sell you all this other crap but there's no use for it there's actually no use for it except to get you separated from your money so the next thing they do is create this idea of an ecosystem. Oh, you've got profit sharing, minting. We've got NFTs. We've got the, it's, they have to constantly bring you a bunch of features. And let me tell you something. When people are selling you that amount of feature sets, you need to question what is at the core. You really need to question what is at the core because that amount of feature sets means they're hiding a bunch of they're hiding a bunch of like you said just garbage and nonsense. Of course, so I just I, I feel I, bad for people that get rugged by this. Totally, and I think you made a really good point, Phil, which is all those feature sets. And I, one of the things that we always get in the comments, right? You always get that one shitcoiner here and there. Bitcoin is slow. Bitcoin's a dinosaur. The, it, these one, two, three shitcoins are faster. They have more capability. Bitcoin is the way it is by design. Because if you want to add all this functionality, that means the nodes are going to need that much more resources. And if the nodes mean have that much more resources, that means you're going to see a centralization of things because not that many people could afford 
those nodes, those nodes with that much resources. That's why the fork wars are so important. That's why Bitcoin's block size has to say the way it does. Bitcoin's about 13 years old. The total blockchain, the, the amount of data that's in the entire Bitcoin blockchain is around 300 gigs plus, right? So 350, 360, right? All of Bitcoin's history since its inception fits in 350 gigabytes, which means that anybody with a one terabyte hard drive or a 500 terabyte hard drive could now run a Bitcoin node. When you have with Ethereum, you have with all these other shit coins, Ethereum, last time I tried, dude, it was like Lop tried to like download the whole thing and it was like yep. seven, it was like seven terabytes. Not to mention the CPU resources that you need. You can't run it on a Raspberry Pi. The Raspberry Pi will literally combust, right? First of all, because of Vitalik, you'll have nightmares like, oh, Vitalik, and it will combust, right? And the second is because Ethereum is so resource intensive. So again, it's a, it's, it's, it's a mischaracterization. It's a marketing ploy. They're like, look, pay attention over here. Don't look back. Don't look behind the curtain, right? We just happen to be annoying as fuck and always look back. At behind the curtain. In fact, we yep. have a whole section that should be renamed "Look Behind the Curtain" instead of "Daily Fail." So, anyways, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. It's a bad joke, but yeah, I like it. Another shitcoin. Great name. Awesome marketing opportunity. These people have no morals. Don't give them your Bitcoin. But anyways, Phil, it's time for the Daily Meme Review. Brought to you by Citadel 21. It's the best Bitcoin cultural zine. It's stories, articles, comics by actual Bitcoiners. This is volume 10. This is the artwork for volume 10. Every volume has different artwork by a different Bitcoiner. This one's badass. It's favorite. It's my favorite. And there's only a thousand copies made per volume. Get your print of Citadel 21 today. And I hit uh -oh. my microphone. All right, so this meme is a little bit of insider meme, but I'll, don't worry, I will explain it to you. This is the US government and this is Bitfinex. Um, this is referencing the, you know, the, the seizure that the US government was showing off last month or a couple weeks ago where they seized 100,000 Bitcoin from this couple in New York. Um, this is Bitfinex saying, so I was wondering when we can get those 100K Bitcoin back. Don't worry later. And this is the U.S. government. And remember, I asked that question when that episode came out. I, I wonder how what the process is going to be like for Bitfinex to get their Bitcoin back. Anyways, uh, whoa, the fortune cookies here really are more accurate. You can't taper a Ponzi. That's absolutely hilarious. By the legendary Greg Zag. All right, next meme by Hong Kogan. When you've been preaching about Bitcoin for six plus years, but your friend buys a shitcoin instead, it's Bitcoin so only. Shitcoiner. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, very true. All right, Ronald Raymond, Bitcoin over trash fiat. When you get a 3% raise, but inflation. They've messed this up, this meme, so many times. It's so funny because it starts with an X. And then the guy just gets tired. And then at this point, he's just like, all right, whatever. Uh, we're at 7.5. And I suspect this is going to keep going. Um, anyways, moving on to the next one by Rothmus. Behold, our, new san our newest sanctions. 949, 967, 977. Are you sure this will hurt Russia? Russia? <laughs> it's so true, dude. Uh, it's so the, the Biden press conference, one of the guys working at the White House was like, yeah, we can't really because it will hurt us. And it's like, dude, this is why ESG is garbage. 
This is, this is why it's garbage. You guys didn't think it through. Anyways, um, it's so easy to moral virtue, and then when shit hits the fan, you actually have to pay the consequences. It's funny. You blame it's a, it's it's Bitcoin's fault somehow. Okay. Anyways, imagine everyone would have listened to these ass hats from the World Economic Forum, dude. Uh, dude, they didn't plan for the Russia thing. They no, did. No, they I think, didn't. I think they were tr <laughs> they were trying to call Putin's bluff. Like I think that they they were expecting that, and Putin called their bluff and was like, nope, nope. And it's like, dude, it's it's crazy. Ukraine to declare state of emergency, grant citizens right to bear arms. So the Second Amendment isn't just for hunting. Never was. And again, I'm going to connect this with the ESG shit, right? Yeah, when, when everything's peaceful and everything's fine, right? Yeah, guns are evil. Guns are bad, right? But when shit hits the fan, oh, all of a sudden good guns are good again, right? So it's just stupid. It's, it's honestly stupid. Uh, but anyways, Phil, for that, I'm going to give it a box. And the box has a doggy treat with ha icing half on the side, and we have a Coca-Cola pencil sharpener. It's like this magic box where you store things in that you've got now, huh? All right. Hold on a second. Those dog treats are so disappointing. They look better than they taste. I'm just saying. <laughs> You've had one? You've eaten one? Of course, of course. I've tried dog <laughs> treats, man. Why not? Dude, that stuff looks awesome. Some of it smells amazing. And then you try it, and it tastes like garbage. Yeah. Anyways, I'm going with the box of glue. Oh. Oh, okay. Box of glue. So That's right. You saw my box, and you wanted to step it up a notch. Of course. I, I see how And I is. know you don't have as many glue sticks as I do, so I figured I have to one-up you with the glue stick category. Well, at least you don't have a box with a doggy treat, okay? And a pencil sharpener. I would have eaten the doggy treat, so all I would have left is the, pen the pencil sharpeners. <laughs> it's very true. It's very true. Anyways, guys, we want to know, do you agree with our scores? Do you disagree? Let us know down in the comment section. And, of course, make sure to join our Telegram group and link us some dank, dank, dank Bitcoin memes to review. And also make sure to subscribe to us on alternative video platforms like Rumble.com and our personal favorite, BitcoinTV.com. They don't censor there because it's Bitcoin TV. But anyways, Phil, it's time for the daily news. Brought to you by CryptoCloaks.com. They make the best 3D printed Bitcoin merch like the famous 3D printed Bitcoin art sculpture grenade. Opens up. You put your favorite hardware wallet in there. You could also get it customized in any color you would like they also came out with a big boy grenade as well really cool stuff they have the honey badger and you can take advantage of the link down below for five percent off anything on the store cryptocloaks.com i've talked about this a lot right i i said on the show multiple times i'm sure you guys have heard me say it if you've been subscribed to this channel that bitcoin gives you two powers gives you the power to vote with your feet and also your wallet but I, I think that it's very easy saying that, but I think it's very rare of uh, rare to see an example of how powerful voting with your feet is. Because, again, if you compare this to the fiat system, you see all these nightmare images in war-torn countries of people trying to withdraw their cash out of the ATM. And let's say they're one of the lucky ones that's able to do that. What do you think those border guards are going to do? coming into that new country of yours. You're going to have to trust those border guards a lot, right? And if you're in the United, if you're entering into the United States, it's $10,000, right? So let's say you manage to scrunch. There's not a lot of people manage to scrump up all this $10,000 in cash and you cross into the U.S. Well, all of a sudden that is confiscatable because you might be money laundering. Oh, there's that word again, right? Um, anyways, we're criminals. Check out this very, very powerful, powerful story. 
by Francesco Madonna. It says, crazy story. My webmaster escaping from Ukraine two hours before the government closes the border for men of war age. Bank ATMs were blocked, of course. And he who and he, upon my advice, had preloaded his hardware wallet with Bitcoin, makes it in time to cross the Polish border and withdraw Bitcoin. Okay, so check out. Let's check out the actual text messages. Um, I'm already in Krakow. Uh, I had a chance two hours after I crossed the border. They closed it. They closed it to avoid Russians to get in, but they let Ukrainians pass. Happy you made it. They closed it due to a statement in our president to force every man 18 to 60 years to, uh, old to go to war. Unfortunately, fuck, man, you made it. I couldn't withdraw any money. Banks didn't work at all. I had nearly 600 bucks. National Bank blocked all international transactions. I can't even send money to Poland. But you have Bitcoin. Can I withdraw Bitcoin to their to their money to uh, to their money somehow in, in Poland? Sure, yeah, sure. ATM, super convenient one. Sometimes they'll also gift you two percent if you sell to them. And then he sent some ATM. Just put crack out. Oh man, amazing. Thank you. You're welcome. That's the power of Bitcoin. I have a few thousand dollars. Hope it'll be enough. Hope, however, due to the war, the price is going low as crazy. Not that much. This is not virus. Okay. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, I can't, I can't say, but I know again, we can't say it. <laughs> that that is a real life example of what it is I'm talking about. Yeah. Bitcoin gives you the power to vote with your wallet, but also your feet. And that's incredibly powerful. You have a refugee, right? Leaving leaving a war-torn country and he's able to bring some of his wealth with him. Hopefully people wake up to the fact that I could bring all of my wealth with with me. And let's say the border guards are checking for hardware wallets. You could memorize that 12-word seed phrase in a time of need, right? That is the power of Bitcoin. That is the power of a honey badger. And that right there is going to change the world. Mark my words. Phil? That, look, those text messages, I, I was getting goosebumps while, while I was looking at that. I mean, that is absolutely, I mean, look, it, it's double-edged sword, right? It's scary and it's also beautiful at the same time. You know, it's it's scary because we're we're seeing real time what is going on, but at the same time, it's it's beautiful because the power of Bitcoin is being illustrated even more, and 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 in a, in a real world scenario that is actually affecting people. This is not theoretical, right? Like a lot of times, you know, a lot of times, you know, you'd hear the you'd hear the you know the gold bugs, you know, talking about like the end of the world. Everyone's gonna you know at least you'll have gold. Well, guess what? It's not the end of the world. There is censorship. Gold can't fix this, but Bitcoin just did. Okay, that's huge. I think that people, you know, this is going to be one of those events. You know what? This is going to be one of those events that wakes people up even more. I really think so. So, you know what? Good for, you know, good for that gentleman that, that he was able to experience the power of Bitcoin. I think that just made a lifelong hodler. He's probably going to make his family into a family of hardened hodlers at this point. So, look... Proof is our success. And unfortunately, in these extremely difficult situations, this is where proof comes through the strongest. So, hey. Amen to that. This is brother. why we Bitcoin. This is why we Bitcoin. Absolutely. Very powerful, Phil. Anyways, guys, moving on to the next piece of news. It's very contentious. Look, I'll be honest with you guys. We have been covering this for quite a while now. And again, if you've been subscribed to this channel, I've been telling you for some reason, the political left 
has been very aggressive towards Bitcoin, specifically in the United States. The establishment left, like Elizabeth Warren, like Hillary Clinton, have been hostile. Now, it's not black and white. There's 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 left wing senators, right, that do support Bitcoin. There's left wing congressmen that do support and women that do support Bitcoin. But I'm talking about the establishment, right? The establishment corporate media on the left, including the New York Times, including all the corporate media outlets, including MSNB or the you know the corporate TV media outlets, have been extremely hostile toward Bitcoin, energy fud, all this fud, right? And you look on the right-hand side, you had Tucker Carlson, right, speaking very good things about Bitcoin. And on top of that, it's been usually Republican senators and congressmen and women that have been passing these. Of course, they're not going to pass, but have been attempting to pass these bills. Like here's an example. Um, Republican Congressman Tom Omer introduced a bill prohibiting the Federal Reserve from issuing a central bank digital currency. And here is Cynthia Loomis, uh, U.S. Senator Cynthia Loomis. The Federal Reserve should buy Bitcoin. So clearly, unfortunately, and I've been saying this as well, the last thing that I want is for Bitcoin to become a partisan issue in the United States. But it's not also it's not also the United States. We, we talked about this earlier on the week. EU on track to ban Bitcoin. Who is responsible for for those laws? And I'll, I'll read I'll, I'll, I'll read it. Let's check it out. The final draft of the markets and crypto assets framework, the much anticipated package of cryptocurrency regulations, includes a provision forbidding the environmentally unsustainable consensus mechanism. And of course, they're talking about proof of work. Now, who was this pushed by? It was pushed by center left, social Democrats, the Greens and the left party. So, again, the, the question that I have to ask you, right, is the left, you know, one of their staple beliefs in that party is inclusion you know worrying up about the little guy right i think bitcoin is one of the most powerful technologies when it comes to including the little guy and i think fiat is one of the most anti-human technologies when it comes to including the little guy because every time the government prints the little guy loses and most mm -hmm. of the time the little guy doesn't have the wealth or the means to save in equities and save in real estate so, again, this is a troubling development, and this is something that Phil and I have been covering day to day methodically for about a year now. And when you start covering things for about a year, you start to pick up on patterns. So I'm very bummed out about this. I hope this changes in the future. And I actually had a, a talk with a buddy of mine who, who works at Bitcoin Magazine. I said, bro, like, I think this is becoming a partisan issue. And, you know, he, he, he I'm not going to name who he is, but he agreed with me. So this is going to suck. But he also said, to give him credit, he also said that senators and congressmen are not going to have a choice but to be for Bitcoin. I Hopefully that comes true. But what I have to report now is that they're against it. And it sucks. Again, it's not a black and white issue. And also, to be very transparent, you have the head of the right-wing party in the United States, the Republican Party, Donald Trump, who's gone out against Bitcoin. But you also have the head of, I'm, I'm, sh I'm pretty sure it's going to be Hillary Clinton that's going to be running against Donald Trump in 2024. She, is, she hates Bitcoin, right? So, it, like, it's not, again, it's not black and white, right? It's not that there are only right-wing people like Bitcoin and it's like that. No, there's right-wing people that don't like Bitcoin, I'm sure. And I'm sure there's left-wing people that like Bitcoin. 
but I'm talking about the establishment. I'm talking about the people in power in those parties, right? And for me, it's night and day, right? But anyways, um, we're going to be on top of this, how this develops, but I want to play this clip by Ted Cruz, and he has some thoughts, right? He says, one of the reasons I'm bullish on Bitcoin is because it's decentralized. The left hates Bitcoin because they can't control it. All right, so that's a big claim. Of course, he's a politician, right? He's trying to buy brownie points, right? He's trying to get elected. He does, he, you know, he is a senator from the great state of Texas, right? Which is a big Bitcoin com- co- country. So he needs those Bitcoin companies to donate to his campaign, baby, because that's how those politicians work. But I think this is a monumental moment because this is one of the most predominant right-wing senators in the United States. Ted Cruz, very well known. This guy ran for president. And on the other side, unfortunately, you have senators like Hillary Clinton, uh, sorry, like uh, Elizabeth Warren, saying that, you know, attacking Bitcoin for its environmental concerns. So, again, this is too early to tell, and I, and I hope that I'm wrong here, but I'm starting to notice a pattern. And when this video came out, and you had Ted Cruz also noticing that pattern as well, I might be on to something, but again, it's too early to tell. Let's see what Ted Cruz has to say in this video. So we need to decentralize. We need to break it apart. It's one of the reasons why I am so bullish on crypto, on Bitcoin, because it is decentralized and not controllable. And let me give a fantastic example. So Justin Trudeau. (laughs) Said, I don't like me some truckers. So we're going to seize your assets. So then the court went to try to seize the crypto that was being given to the truckers. And I don't know how many of y'all saw a letter that I actually want to read from. It's a letter from a company, Bitcoin company called Nunchuck. Here's part of the letter. Dear Ontario Superior Court of Justice. Our software is free. We do not collect any user identification information beyond email addresses. We also do not hold any keys. Therefore, we cannot freeze our users' accounts. We cannot prevent them from being moved. We do not have the knowledge of, quote, the existence, nature, value, and location of our users' assets. This is by design. Please look up how self-custody and private keys work. When the Canadian dollar becomes worthless, we will be here to serve you too. That is spectacular. By the way, contrast that to the craven, sniveling response of corporate America when others, when some whiny snowflake tweets at them, they go, oh my God, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Like, God bless you saying to the government, go jump in a lake. That's how our country was founded. That is powerful. By the way, that is also why China 
recently banned Bitcoin because they can't control it, which is the exact same reason Elizabeth Warren hates Bitcoin. The Chinese communists and Elizabeth Warren, they both want to control you. Your assets, your savings, your speech, your life, your children, every decision they want to control. And so we need to break up the means of controlling the citizenry. So again, um, to be specific, he is trying to buy brownie points. He is a politician. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, now China, we know for a fact that's why they banned Bitcoin. Okay. Yeah. Now Elizabeth Warren, again, I'm going to make an observation here. Okay. The same reasons that she wants to essentially attack Bitcoin were the same reasons that the European Union wants to ban Bitcoin because it's proof of work. And what 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 is what is the problem with proof of work? Proof of work is what makes Bitcoin uncorruptible. So I don't know whether to give them the benefit of the doubt or not. I don't know if if their their goals are really to save the environment. I personally, I think it's about control. I, I, there's too many patterns, right? You have the hit pieces from the Guardian. You have the hit pieces from the New York Times. It's all about the climate, right? You had the hit piece from uh, the Economist, uh, essentially that Bitcoin is is a tool for the right for the white supremacy, right? Even though it's anything but that. We know that Bitcoin is all-inclusive. We know that Bitcoin gives opportunities to Ukrainians fleeing the country. It gives opportunities to Afghanis that are trying to receive money from overseas. It's saving the people of El Salvador tens of millions of dollars every year in remittance fees alone. Doesn't sound very white supremacy to me. So I don't want to come to a conclusion but I think the, the environmental thing is BS. I think that there's insidious means to some people in the establishment left. And they're using noble goals to try to ban something because they cannot control it. I haven't, been, I haven't wanted to say that ever on this channel. And I've been holding myself back. But again, you have to you cover this for about a year and you start to pick up on patterns. We had a progressive on the show. The name of the episode was the progressive case for Bitcoin. And I asked him outright, why are they attacking Bitcoin for environmental reasons? You know, that's not true. And he could not answer that question. So I, I don't know, man, it, it, it's a collaborate. It's, it, it's a combined effort, right? They did it. They, they did a whole panel of it in Congress. Crypto, the name of the panel was called Cleaning Up Cryptocurrency. They advocated for proof of stake, but they bashed proof of work. I don't know if it's an, I don't know if they if it's really about the environment. I don't know if I'm 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 paranoid because I think all Bitcoiners are really paranoid at heart. I don't know. I have no idea. I, 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 I think uh, uh, Ted Cruz was being a little bit hyperbolic, in my opinion, at the end. Mm. He's a politician. He's trying to get brownie points. And again, we, we've tried to be as apolitical as possible on this show. But I, I, look, I'm sure you guys are picking up on that pattern as well. Why is the establishment left and their, their media arm attacking Bitcoin? And why is the establishment right embracing it?
And that's a fact. That is not speculation. Why is that happening? And why are establishment left-wing politicians attacking Bitcoin, not only in the United States, also in Europe? And why are right-wing politicians embracing it? I don't know the answer to that question. But it's alarming. And the last thing that I want is for Bitcoin to become a partisan issue because it's not a right-wing technology. It helps both sides. It levels out the playing fields between the elites, which is the dream of the left for I don't know how long. So it's it's like, how could you even think that? It gives the little guy, it levels the playing field between the, the super rich guy and the little guy. So it's not a right wing thing. It's helping people in underprivileged countries all over the world to save for the first time without their money being at risk by of confiscation or or debasement so i don't know but i do know something and this is the last thing i'm going to say phil is that bitcoin has this habit of shining the light of truth on things and it exposes the totalitarians on both the light the left and the right so is this bitcoin is this is one of bitcoin's most unknown features once again doing its thing phil I was just about to to start with it exposes everyone's incentives, whether we are friends of Bitcoin, enemies of Bitcoin. It makes no difference. It exposes everyone's incentives. But I, I just want to uh, I'd like to go back. Right. I um, we, we've said already quite a few times that this was going to become a partisan issue. Why? Because Bitcoin fits the for a good portion of its qualities fits the quote unquote rights narrative. But the thing is, is that it actually creates the type of world that the leftists, quote unquote, sell the public. So at some point, right, the the incentives are not going to align. And we're already starting to see it happen. And this goes to your point, right, that makes uh, essentially that makes these environmentalists, especially specifically um, the the le the leftist uh, environmentalists, it makes them look like hypocrites because at the end of the day, Bitcoin is actually doing these things that you want it to do, whereas the shit coins and their proof of stake is only going to offer you the control and the fiat shenanigans that we already have. So now we go back to what we said at the at the end of what what you were saying. Bitcoin exposes their incentives. It's not about the climate. It's always been about the control. Except they just found these fantastic angles to come in, right? The climate is great. Calling, you know, calling Bitcoin users racist and white supremacists is great, even though 32% of all Bitcoin transactions around the world are from Nigerians. It, it, it doesn't matter. It's, it, it's white supremacists that are using it. And if it's not them, it's the money laundering. But look, it has nothing to do with climate. I really did like Ted Cruz's speech um, because I, I love what Nunchuck's uh, email was about. So that's really my main point. But look, we knew that they were going to use it as a partisan issue. I, I know that, you know, I agree with you. I didn't want to see it come up like this. I'm I don't just heart, I'm heartbroken, dude. Of course, I'm heartbroken because, because I would like right? to believe that a lot of these left-wing people have a noble goal at heart. That's what I would like to believe, dude. But you know, I think this is a tragic part of all this, dude. I'm st I, I, I don't believe it. That's the thing. I still don't believe it. I really believe, okay, 
I really believe that in Europe, these politicians are really doing what they think is best for the environment. And I really believe that Elizabeth Warren really smells her own farts. I really believe that. I don't like, like, yeah, the paranoid Bitcoin side of me is like, they're doing it because they want to try to control us. But it's like, like, are these people really that maniacal? Bitcoin's going to expose it. But that's a question that I want to leave to you guys. Sometimes, though, sometimes incentives have us doing things we never thought we would do. You know, you got to look back through history, right? Like, look at the wars, you know, it, you've got you've got wars, you've got stuff like, you know, Chernobyl and stuff like that. You have all kinds of these, unfortunately, different types of catastrophes and events that have happened throughout history. And unfortunately, you know, they happened. And I don't think that that was the the beginning goal necessarily you know like i just don't i don't think so so i look there's idealists on both sides right just the same way that there's totalitarians on both sides for real there are you know yep. like there are people on on the right that do believe in the money printer and the power of the fed and all that good stuff right america and you know even though the fed is a privately held held corporation that has nothing to do with america but anyways i digress um we're going to have these people on both sides. We're going to have those people on both sides. We're going to have the idealists on both sides. And you know what? Lucky for us, Bitcoin is made the way that it is, and it exposes everyone's incentives. So we just got to we just got to watch the show, man. We just got to watch the show and do our best not to get deeply disappointed by our, you know, by humans just like us so far i am i'm not surprised by the embracement the embrace of it on the right okay no, i'm not me neither but i am very surprised by the pushback on the left and it's not only me saying that you had alex gladstein saying that as well what's going on here these left wing it's like bitcoin solves all these principles but when push comes to shove they're attacking it vehemently and you have Hillary Clinton saying it, saying like, you know, saying it out loud, Bitcoin undermines the nation state, which she forgets to mention, perhaps the nation state in her mind, because she thinks she is the nation state. But Bitcoin undermines the politicians, but it, it empowers the people. Right. So, you know, it, it's it's disappointing. We're going to cover it. I refuse to believe it. I refuse to believe that's the case. But I am starting to pick up on a pattern. And the pattern is troublesome, to say the least. But anyways, Phil, there was an open source software release today. Why don't you tell us about it? Software releases brought to you by CypherSafe. Check them out. CypherSafe.io. It's the best place to store your Bitcoin seed. They've got the crypto wheel or check out the all new Cypher grid. Comes complete with punch tool and tamper resistant wire. We've got BTC Pay version 1.4.5 that was released. Guys, you know the drill. We also drop all of our episodes on audio-only platforms. Don't forget to check us out. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. Awesome. Thank you, Phil. All right, guys, that was our show. Before we go, I want to give a very special shout-out to our awesome sponsor, RepHard.com. They make really cool hoodies. Phil and I wear them every episode and you can take advantage of the link down below for 15 percent off anything on the representltd.com store anyways guys that was our show if you enjoyed the show you know what to do smash that like button and of course if you want to continue hearing the catastrophic fails 
from the elites and the Bitcoin news from the plea pleb perspective. Definitely consider subscribing to Simply Bitcoin. And we'll see you on Monday, guys, for a brand new episode. Totalitarians hate Bitcoin because they can't control it.